Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today we're chatting to Barkalicious Bakes. So they are a doggy boutique who make yummy natural dog treats and their own doggy chocolates. And we spoke about how she saw a gap in the market to make her own beneficial dog treats, how she supports other local businesses within their store and also she does doggy quiet hours which is just the cutest thing ever. And if you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you do, do go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, leave us a little rating and review. It would mean the world to me because podcasts can live or die based on reviews. So help a gal out, go and treat your dog, and let's get into the episode. I started the business as a just over two years ago, basically just because I got my Newfoundland Maggie about six years ago. So I did, and she had bad health issues. So she's got hip and elbow problems. Um, so I have to keep her really, really slim. And one of the biggest parts was the diet. And it was just so hard to find the right treats on the market. So it needed to be low fat, but also really wanted to give her the highest quality ingredients. And um, we just really struggled to find anything that was happening to give her so we started I started making them myself just under six years ago so I did really researching all the ingredients to put into it and what works best for her and because I love dogs I was always out and about so I was with other people with dogs and would have brought the treats along and they were loving them so they were so then we eventually started looking into what we could do to do it for other dogs and that kind of started the business so it did Lovely. So how did you go from creating your own dog treats? Like, can you kind of talk us through the process, but also now you have your own store, which is absolutely incredible. So what's all that like as well? Like what's been the journey for you? It did start like six years ago, making the treats initially. And then it was about two and a half years ago, I started making it online. So it was literally just before lockdown hit. So it did. We decided we were doing it like January time. The research had all been done prior to that, but we started in January and then lockdown hit in March. And our plan had been to do basically all the events. So I was working full time in finance at the time. So it was going to have to be a weekend sort of thing. And then we did one event before it was like, no, you can't go out anywhere. No more events, nothing like that. So we then moved over to selling online, which was such a challenge to begin with because I don't really do social media outside of my business or anything. So a really steep learning curve into making the treats. We started selling on Etsy originally and our Facebook page. It's just sort of snowballed from there. So we went and as it got busier, we put our own website off and we were happy, happily doing that and everything was going really well. And then obviously the events started kicking back in again and it just got so much busier than we probably ever really expected it to be with the online side of it and the events. And seasonal periods would be our busiest. The Christmas tends to be absolutely wildly busy so it does and after doing it for the second year we um, realized that we couldn't keep it all up we couldn't keep up with the full-time jobs I have a six-year-old daughter as well and um, we now have two Newfoundlands so with all that the full-time job was just that it was too much so I went down to a part-time job um, so that we could manage the trade coming in over Christmas and I was loving it so much loving putting so much time into it uh, that I was really struggling to focus on the part-time job so we decided that really needed to make it full time 
time, um, we went looking for a kitchen basically to be able to expand it all out because it had taken over our house. Yeah. So it had covered with treat stuff and we started to expand out into like actual dog products and dog shoes and accessories and stuff. My husband was just fed up. So he was, he couldn't really move for boxes. So he couldn't. Went and looked for a kitchen and coincidentally, we ended up finding a unit that was a cafe and a retail unit together. So it did. So we found that it was in January time. That's when we made the official decision. Yes, we were going to open the shop. And then we got the lease signed in March, started March and opened two weeks later. So we did. So I I like to make myself a challenge. So I do always love a challenge. And this was probably one of the biggest ones, a two week turnaround to get a ice cream shop changed into a pet shop. Yeah, that definitely is a challenge. But it's so nice to know that you've done it. Like you can look back and be so, so proud of yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Sometimes I can't quite believe what we've done in the period we have. And three months in now almost and it just has gone in so fast. Oh, that is amazing. So I'm sure every day is different, but what would an average day look like for you then? The most consistent part tends to be the morning. So obviously I have a daughter, so we get up in the morning, we get her to school, we get the dogs walked, we get all the home stuff out of the way, usually before about nine o'clock. Oh, um, wow. We aim for nine as the shop opens at 10, Tuesday to Friday. So it does. So any day we're open, we're in the first hour, just restocking, um, bagging up any treats that have been made the previous day. And then we open up at 10 o'clock and we usually start off with just like a social media post, being like we're open. And that kind of has now become my thing of my day. It doesn't start with the customers until that's done. Mm-hmm. And then from there, every day can be different. Um, weekends, Saturdays tends to be like just cuddling dogs all day. The dream basically, so it is. And then days that are a wee bit quieter, we um, have the kitchen out the back and I make treats out the back. Um, and then just come out the front as and when customers come in. So yeah, and then that's up to half seven. My daughter usually joins me at about between two and three during the week. And then she comes out and she helps to sell. She loves getting involved with it all. And she's learning about all the different products and can advise customers. She hears what I say. And then the next day she's repeating it to a customer. That's so, so So what is the treat process like then? What kind of range do you offer now? Because obviously you have taken on so many other products. So is it important to you to still focus on the like homemade treats because that's what you started with or do you think you'll eventually move past them? No, I definitely, definitely want to keep with the homemade treats as the focus as it can be really difficult to find homemade treats, yeah. um, especially if you go out and actually buy stuff in a pet shop. So we always want to focus on the fact that when you buy treats from us that we make, you know exactly what you're getting. It's all really natural and we always want that to be the primary focus of the shop along with our doggy chocolates, which has kind of been our sort of unique selling point, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I love making them. It's my way of relaxing, I suppose, which maybe sounds a bit mad, but that's why I relax as I go into the kitchen and I make my treats and it's quite therapeutic. So it is just getting to do it and getting to the feedback from the customers. Like even now, still a huge focus is always on the treats. They'll come and get other stuff, but the focus is that they can get natural, healthy treats that they know what's going in them. So absolutely. We'll always, always have the treats as the main focus and everything else is just a big bonus. <laughs> Amazing. So what different treats do you offer then? Like do you obviously the homemade ones? In our baked range, we started off with our vegan range. So we have the likes of our 
our sweet potato and turmeric, which is our very first treat we made. That was Maggie's favorite still to this day. Um, so it is because it's based on being healthy for dog joints because that's her issue. So we do like a range of treats that are beneficial to dogs. So we have our lavender and chamomile, which is becoming really popular as sort of like a calming treat. Um, we have our pumpkin pie, which is based on helping promote um, healthy guts and healthy digestive system. And then the other side of that, you've got just a really popular sort of treats that dogs like. So peanut butter and bananas. We made that purely because dogs absolutely love peanut butter um, and cheese and oats and things like that. Um, just to sort of branch out. So there's something for every dog there. And then I mentioned that we do the doggy chocolates. That has been a huge, huge selling point for us, bringing in the, I've referred to it as Thornton style chocolates chocolates for dogs so that's often our thing is trying to make the chocolates as good as human chocolates essentially so it is because Maggie is obsessed with chocolate we always joke she's a chocolate brown dog so she thinks she's entitled to chocolate yes and they've just kind of snowballed because they're so much fun to come up with the different designs and different flavors. The flavorings in them quite often, again, are health benefits. So they are. So we use like superfood powders and stuff in those to not only make it a luxury treat, but also a bit healthy as well at the same time. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm so excited. And I love that you do something for everyone, as you said, you know, whether a dog has like joint issues or maybe a wee bit nervous and needs to calm down or just wants some peanut butter. Do you know, it, like it's so nice that you kind of cover all your bases. What would you say has been your proudest achievement so far since you started then? It's got to be getting the shop yeah. open. Always kind of been a dream of mine, probably since I was a kid to run my own business. And obviously we were doing it online, but obviously our main sort of source of income was always our wages to then go and do what I love so much be around dogs all the time while still being able to to bring in money like I think it's the dream everybody has doing what they really love but also being able to do that every day is just amazing and absolutely like every time like a customer comes in and comes and says oh they love what we do and everything I just feel so proud of the fact that we've got the shop open and we're getting a really good strong customer Yes. And have you ever thought about doing other collaborations or things with other local businesses or like little, I don't know, like little bakeries or anything like that? Yeah, it is something we would definitely be interested in doing. We do currently work with um, a couple of small businesses. We have a couple that would get our treats in. So Aquadog locally to us and then Barking Bistro as well. We work with them. Um, and then also even in the store, um, outside of the treat side of things, we try and bring in some local brands including Bright Boy Collars, which is biothane leads and stuff. We're always looking out for the next opportunity of who we can work with and what we can do. So it's just onwards and upwards. And um, I suppose I just need to get more, probably like more time and stuff just to be able to expand out even further. There's a lot that we're hoping we can do down the line. We just need to give it a bit of time and there will be lots happening. I know I think we all just need a bit more time to do everything don't we almost you have your time and you do all your work and then you're like oh but if I had more time I could do all this and it's like how do I how do I get there like I just need the days to be longer or no one needs to sleep or something 
to our front lay absolutely the list of ideas we have is just gets longer and longer so it does and we will we'll get through them we're starting to slowly start to work with businesses and speak to them about different collaboration options and we do work with charities so we do every year as well and um, we're working with a cc this year just to do fundraising um we always have like one charity we'll focus on doing fundraising for um especially with so many dogs going into rescues right now it's more important than ever I know, to be supporting so heartbreaking them. to see um well if you need any suggestions i have of course spoke to a good few different like doggy businesses like hiker hounds bark and ample there's dogs body and i so if you need any suggestions for products in your store i have chatted to a few there are so many lovely doggy businesses in northern ireland and i just love seeing do you know everybody supporting each other Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. Always, always really open to new ideas. Kind of speaking of then, do you have anything exciting coming up soon that you can give us a little teaser for? The only thing we've got kind of planned is our relaunch. So we have, so we're having as probably one of the biggest issues we had in our store was the outside of our store. If anyone has been in, they'll have seen that's been bright pink for a considerable amount of time. So it is, and we're slowly getting that changed over into our branding. So we are, so as I said, nearly three months in now, want to do a relaunch and be working with a lot of local businesses there and doing fundraising and working with dog trainers, um, dog nutritionists and all, just getting everybody together just to try and get a really good fun day very exciting well I really hope I can go now I don't think I would hit my dog because she is very nervous so I feel like I go to these types of events you know like a suss it out and then if there's anything I like I'll buy it for and bring her back you know almost as if she's like a big VIP but really she just gets very nervous Oh, bless her. Absolutely. And to be fair, that's one of the other things we do. Just you mentioned the nervous dogs is we do have the option that you can like book in before we're open or after we're open to bring a nervous dog in by themselves so that then they can have a wee like nosy round and stuff. If it, if it helps a dog, like I know some dogs are just too nervous. We wouldn't have our youngest dog in because he would just, he'd hate it. So we would, but um, just give an opportunity to dogs that are nervous to come in on on their own terms and just come in with their owner and have a wee nosy around the store. Oh, that's so sweet. That's such a lovely idea as well. I don't think I've heard of that before. Like, I know obviously some big supermarkets will do certain hours for people with autism and stuff, but it's so nice that you've kind of adjusted that for your business and obviously all the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, to us, dogs are people. That's yeah. that's the way we them. They are people, so they get the same treatment as a people. As people? That made no sense. As Yeah. But you know what I mean. But um, yeah, they get the same treatment, if not better, probably. I probably treat dogs better than people. Oh, my dad always jokes because I will spend the most on my dog Ebony. Do you know when it comes to Christmas time? I'll spend the most on Ebony rather than like my family or my boyfriend. Like Ebony is literally like that another sister to me. Do you know? She's my little baby, oh. so absolutely yeah I totally get that I, I get told off sometimes for having more pictures of my two fur babies than my actual baby <laughs> you get that sort of obsession with your uh, dogs so you do they're not here for as long so they, they just get treated extra special yeah. so, so do you have any idea obviously you just launched your new shop a few months ago but say like five years time what would be the big dream obviously only just open so sometimes it feels like we're trying to run before we can walk around the five-year mark we'd really be looking to expand out whether they start to get a second store or just something a lot 
bigger would definitely want to be going into different areas within Northern Ireland. So we've been researching into what areas we could go into and expand out to, whether it be down south or just even somewhere else in Northern Ireland, but definitely would be looking to expand out to more stores. And we've even talked about trying to maybe do a speciality for cats and stuff as well, just because we're so aimed at dogs at the minute. But there's so many people out there who just want to spoil their cats and other pets as much as dogs. So... That's so exciting. It's so lovely that, you know, you've only launched, say, the shop properly like a few months and you're already thinking in the future, where will we be? Where will we go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like we just want to just keep progressing forward. And that's always the aim, just to get bigger and better and just to keep being the best we can possibly be. Just to finish up then, Tony, and I know it must be so hard for you, but what is your favourite local business if you can pick one? Probably have to give a big shout out to Bright Boy Collars. So they are, it's a friend of mine who runs it um, and she started making biothane collars. One of the very early ones to do it here in Northern Ireland. The quality of what she makes is just absolutely amazing. So if your dog likes to go through dirt and everything on their walks, these collars and leads are absolutely fantastic. So they are because they wipe clean and they last for ages. I have them on my Newfoundlands and they go through every bit of water and dirt they can find and they still look brand new. So they do four years down the line. Everything's completely custom. So she does, she will do whatever you want for your dog, whatever you need for them, she can make for you and she will go out of her way just to make it extra special. So she does. Oh, that is amazing. I'll need to have a little nosy and check her out. Oh, yes, definitely. She is absolutely amazing. So she is. Um, and she's got three amazing dogs herself as well, who she, she uses as her models and stuff, including her big black German Shepherd, oh, um, who is gorgeous. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It was so, so lovely to chat to you. And I really hope I can make it down to your shop soon. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking to you. And thank you so much for picking me to come on. I really hope I can make it down to her store sometime soon as we all know I will spoil Ebony so, so much. She also, of course, does it all online as well so you can get some treats there. All links will be in the episode notes as well as links for all the social media for the podcast and you can go in and see all our previous guests as well. So do go over and have a little nosy. And if you enjoyed this episode, do go over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening. Leave us a little rating or review and let me know what you think. It would mean the world to me because podcasts can live or die based on reviews so help a gal out and it only takes two ticks and i'll be back next week with a brand new episode